It's November 5th, and you're listening to Uprise Radio. Welcome to Uprise Radio, this is Tyler. Today we're going to cover the Russian jet that crashed in Egypt. They now think that it was bombed per the British and American governments. We will look into more of that, as well as tying it into the whole conflict in the Middle East. What in the world is going on in the Middle East and Syria and Iraq? Also, we'll touch on the latest presidential poll from Fox, and also... They haven't, Fox has also announced their next debate lineup for next week. And then, what is Uprise Radio and why should you listen to us right now? We do think you should listen to us, and here's why. We want to be concise. We want to keep it right around 15 minutes. We're going to just do the important stuff. No crazy celebrity gossip and news that isn't news. We want to give you perspectives that are common sense. I mean, we're not politicians, we're not journalists, we're not op-ed people. We're really normal, regular people, just like you. And I think we probably share a lot of the same uh, cynicism or disillusionment at times that others in our generation do. And we're trying to sort out what to do with that and if, if there's a chance for us to still make a difference in the world. So we have uh, some things in common with lots of other millennials out there. Um, Uprise Radio is conservative, like for real. We're not, you know, standard GOP. We're really, truly conservative because we're really, truly concerned. Uprise Radio is Christian. We're both Christians and our beliefs are going to color the way we view ourselves, our place in the world, mankind in general, current events, politics, the whole continuum of history, which we love to bring in on current events. Um, Uprise Radio is also careful. We try not to be sensationalist. Um, we want this podcast to be safe enough for most younger teens to listen to. Um, I remember when I was a younger teen, I wasn't super in touch with what was going on in the world because, frankly, listening to regular news was way freaky for me. And so we want to cover real, actually relevant news, because not everything is actually news. And we don't want to give you a steady diet of these sensationalized crime and perversion stories. We want to give you what you need to know about what's going on in the world, but in a, uh, in a more encouraging and informative way than sensationalized. And we also want you to be able to participate. I mean... News shouldn't be a spectator sport. We want to we wanna be more involved, and we want to bring you in on that, too. Well, speaking of relevant and recent news, the British and American governments now are inclined to believe that the Russian commercial jet airliner was brought down by an explosion, possibly a bomb, and ISIS-affiliated 
group in the Sinai area has claimed responsibility for the attack. Um, and the attack would be in response to Russia's involvement in Syria. In the last uh, month or so, they have uh, have built a forward operating base and have been conducting airstrikes against uh, Syrian rebel groups as well as ISIS. And actually, in fact, they've done, I believe, 800 airstrikes in the last 30 days. Wow. Yeah. And if you can compare that to how many airstrikes the U.S. has done in that same area in the same 30 days, I think we've done like 100. Wow. So anyways, it's not confirmed, but we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into what in the world is going on in the Middle East, and more specifically, the Syrian conflict and ISIS. So it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, if you look in our show notes, there should be a link to a PDF and to some church that will help you uh, follow along with what I'm going to explain because we know how complicated the Middle East is. Yeah, and it definitely needs a flowchart. So we rewind just a little bit, uh, going back to Syria. The main government of Syria is run by the dictator Assad, and they've been fighting a civil war against so-called Syrian rebel groups um, because well, he's a dictator and has treated them badly, and there's a whole slew of reasons in that conflict. But that's the original conflict. Then, last summer, you had ISIS spring up in Iraq and Syria and take over a large amount of territory in both of those countries. And ISIS is not necessarily affiliated with Assad or the rebels, although some can argue that some of the rebel groups have ties to ISIS. Now there's probably some crossover. Yes, for sure. And remember, these are now rebel groups that the U.S. has been supporting. Huh. That like, pr- There's potentially that's why what was going on in Libya and Benghazi is we were maybe smuggling arms. Ah, uh, gun running. Gun running, yes. Potentially to Syria mm-hmm. and other places around the Middle East. Yep. Um, that is, of course, unofficial. So anyways, so back to Syria. We have Assad, we have rebels, and then we have ISIS. The U.S. has a strategy of trying to arm and support the rebel groups against Assad and then now against ISIS. And ISIS has been making grounds, and it's just horrible. The towns, if you see footage of some of the towns, it's just, everything is just blown to bits. Yeah, including, like, important... Damascus. Yeah, like really important places and monasteries and like old fabulous buildings. And... Yes. So recently, uh, Russia has come on the side of Assad. They oh, want to prop them up. There's a shock. We're yeah. on the side of the rebels. Russia has to be on the side yes, of Assad. Uh, I hope they like Assad because, I mean, that would have been a bummer if just because they have to be anti-U.S., Yes. They had to go with the guy they didn't Yeah, like. well, that's what we call a proxy war. Uh-huh. Classic. But, no, it's strategic in value as an ally to Russia. Assad is an ally to Russia, and there's a key port there that Russia can also use for the Navy. And, anyway, so Russia built a forward operating base and conducting airstrikes along with Iran. Iran has revolutionary guards and other special operations forces. 
also on the ground. As if the other side, so-called, could get any worse. In Syria, yep. So now we got Russia, Iran, along with with Assad, and then we got the rebels, and the U.S. backing the rebels, and then we have ISIS, who are fighting both of those groups. On the side of Assad now, the Chinese, yep. Ah. They are not quite directly involved, but they do have an aircraft carrier just offshore of Syria. Just in case they're needed, right? In case they're needed, and who knows whether airstrikes, but that's been reported as well. And Hezbollah, over, you know, the guys who have been uh, harassing Israel, who are basically a proxy force of Iran, uh, one way for Iran just to fight Israel indirectly, basically, is also on the ground along with the Iranians, the Russians, and the Assad. Wow. That's a complete mess. It's like every everybody, like maybe with the exception of North Korea, that's like our ultimate opposite enemy person is... Oh, but up. wait. There's more. The Kurds, Syrian Kurds, are also in Syria. They, and, and in Iraq. They've been doing a great job in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most effective fighting force Yeah, I don't know why we're not arming ISIS. them. <laughs> but anyways... They also are in Syria fighting ISIS as well. Um, so they would put a, put them on the side of some of the Syrian rebels and the, U- the U.S., I guess, if you want <laughs> whatever, to try to draw sides here. To whatever extent we're actually involved. The U.S. has been conducting some of their airstrikes out of Turkey. Turkey has also been, yes, Turkey has also been conducting some of their own airstrikes in Syria as well. But against the Kurds, believe it or not. Oh, my goodness. I am so confused. Because there are some Kurdish factions, specifically the Kurdish Workers' Party, I think it's called the PKK, um, in Turkey itself has been having conflict and resistance fighting for like since the 80s. So there's already some factions of the Kurds working in there. On top of this, other small minor players, well, Turkey is a minor player in this. Also, Jordan, yes, King of Jordan himself had bombed ISIS, I believe, in Syria after after uh, ISIS had executed uh, one of their uh, military members. So you got some major players, and then you got some minor players as well. I I, I don't know what, who's missing, and we should just all bomb Syria. It's it's Apparently, trendy. Apparently, it's, it's trendy, trendy thing and cool to do. thing to bomb Syria. Drop some bombs. I wonder. In you Syria. know, we should like ask the Syrians what they think about that trend. You know? Yes. So, anyways, if we can keep that straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, a recap. There's, I would say, maybe three main alliances. You got Syrian rebels. The U.S. supposedly backs them along with the Kurds. Oh, and Israel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because since it's going to cause a little trouble if you have Syrian warplanes, Russian warplanes, and United States warplanes all in the same vicinity, uncoronated. And they've already had some close calls. <laughs> as well as Israel, who's been patrolling their own borders with their own F-16 uh, fighting falcons. They've already had some incidents with Russian aircraft um, having to divert and avoid maybe some international incidents. Goody. So anyways, U.S., Syrian rebels, Kurds, and Israel. On the other side, you got ISIS and their affiliate al-Qaeda groups. And then on Assad side, you got Assad, Russia, Iran, and maybe the Chinese. 
And then you got these little wild cards in there like Turkey and Jordan, um, who bomb every whenever they kind of feel like it. Yeah, kind of wild card bombing. Yes, <laughs> wild card bombing. And another interesting factor into all this is I'm going to go into Iraq a little bit. Uh, of course, we all know that the United States invaded Iraq. They set up, took out Saddam Hussein and set up a coalition government there. Ooh. And I, I, I heard, uh, I heard, you know, evidence that, you know, Saddam is, is officially, truthfully gone. No, that was Osama bin Laden. Oh, that was Osama bin Laden. Well, the drug's still good. You can tell he's he's officially dead and gone because uh, he just registered to vote as a Democrat in Chicago, so he must be dead and gone, yeah, right? Yeah, that's so sad. That's hilarious. I find just charming, perfectly <laughs> charming. Anyways, but the Iraqi government forces, of course, just fled before ISIS, and the government's just been almost within... A known civil war within itself. That is because Iraq makes up of three main ethnic groups, uh, which is the Kurds, the Shunis, if I can pronounce that right, and the Shias or Shiites. Um, and they each make up a decent percentage. I think the Kurds are in a minority of that. Mm-hmm. And what the U.S. should have done is just split Iraq into three countries, I believe, is my personal and humble opinion probably would have helped a bit and that's how it kind of is right now there is a a kurdish uh government functioning somewhat government going on right now where they've held the line against isis yeah um but those the the groups those the religious groups specifically the sunnis and shias is just a mess among muslims uh i'm going to go over another chart that tries to align some of these players into these religious groups. So ISIS is a Sunni. Uh, Saddam Hussein, the former Iraqi government, was under Sunni rule. Now it's a coalition. And then uh, the King of Jordan, who's I I would be if I had a king, I would kind of want him at least from just the photos. I don't know about any of his policies, but he is just a cool looking dude. In his camel fatigues, I just got to say that. Um, but he is under Shuni, and also Turkey is a 70-some percent uh, Shuni as well. On the other side, Shia, you got Iran and Assad, which he's actually an Alawite Shia, which is a smaller faction. Um, so that's why Iran and Assad are together. And Hezbollah is obviously also... Um, Shia as well. This is not a comprehensive list. Okay, so this, but this makes sense of why, like, um, Assad, Hezbollah, and Iran are all allying together. It's not so much that they love Russia to pieces necessarily, more like they're all Shias and they all would like to kill the Sunnis, namely ISIS, former Iraqi government, and yeah. the wild cards. Except, you know, Jordan is Sunni and ISIS is, is also Sunni, and Jordan did. Well, ISIS ISIS, executed one of their people, so I kind of get that. So, um, it's not a hard and fast rule, as we have found out tonight. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, that's a recap of just some of the players um, that are going on in there. It'll be real interesting to see in the future what is going to be the Russian response to 
ISIS doing a terrorist attack, bringing down the jetliner. And uh, anyways, it'll be real interesting. So uh, moving on to uh, politics, the latest uh, Fox News presidential poll has Trump in the lead, I believe, at 26%. Ben Carson's at around 23% in second. And then Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio are both at 11%. Ooh, we have a tie. Yes, we have a tie for third. I hope it's a double Windsor. And then after that, you got minor players coming in at 4%, 3%, and so on. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but that's... uh, their latest poll that came out today. They also, Fox News has announced their lineup for the next debate, which will be held next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you which should includes- totally, totally watch it or listen to it or whatever you can do. It's informative. Yeah, we can all be like cynical. Oh, these guys are just playing the game and it's going to be dumb. And, you know, they may be playing the game. It might be dumb, but... You'll learn that about them and which ones are and which ones aren't. So yeah, uh, difference in this de- in this debate is there's uh, eight candidates instead of ten or eleven like the last three have been. Uh, so we have Trump, Carson, Cruz, Rubio, and on the sidelines Bush, Curley, Fiorina, yeah, Kasich, Kasich, mm-hmm. Kasich, and Rand Paul coming in at eighth. So uh, you don't want to miss that, folks. Um, I just want to put in here that I am rooting for Ted Cruz. I believe he is the most consistent conservative. Uh, Rand Paul's pretty good as well. I, I don't have major, major objections. Um, but he's the most consistent conservative and most consistent on the Constitution. And also a decently consistent Christian as well. Yes. Incidentally, I am also rooting for Cruz. Um, I... I think even though he's got the word senator before his name, um, he didn't always have that. Actually, I don't think he was born senator. No, only Kansas. since 2012. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's a brilliant guy. I mean, he's got like an audiographic memory, we learned. Um, it's yeah. like a photographic memory. Great clip from Glenn Beck. Shout yeah. out to uh, to him on Ted Cruz's that's, audiographic that's memory. That's amazing. That's I'm so, It's so cool that he revealed that to everybody. And, and you can see it in action. You should look up that clip on, on Glenn Beck. It's pretty awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's, um, you know, as close as we can get to a guy who can actually fulfill our hopes for a president. I think, I think Cruz is that guy. He, he knows his stuff. He's a Christian. He seems to actually, that seems to make some sort of difference in his life. Lots of these guys say, I'm a Christian. And you're like, okay, great. But how's that going to like affect you? And he actually has a plan, unlike certain other prominent people who um, say they have a plan, and then for the life of them, they just can't seem to tell you how it's going to work. Yeah, he has a great tax plan. Oh, 10% flat tax. 10% Brilliant. flat tax. The business tax, uh, payroll tax is eliminated. Oh, um, I, I would like open a business if he did that. Yes. <laughs> totally. Talk about reviving the economy and getting a, like, a jump shot start on it. Um, that would be amazing. I, I haven't heard anything from Trump and what he's going to do about if that. you're a fan of getting involved in grassroots campaigns, he's apparently got a pretty sweet grassroots campaign going on that's real easy to get in on. Um, again, just remember hashtag Uprise Radio or Uprise and Go. Uprise hashtag and Go. Hashtag Uprise and Go. You can visit us on Twitter 
at Uprise Radio. And we're also on Facebook. The, just put in facebook.com slash Uprise Radio. You'll find us there. And, of course, we're on SoundCloud. And anytime now, we should be through iTunes. I haven't heard back from them yet as to whether we've made it All or right. not. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, catch us next time. Make sure you let us know what you think. Mm-hmm.